podcast for dads who love music, made by dads who love music. And now, your hosts, Josh and Joe. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dad Rocks, a new podcast about being a dad, loving music, and how those two things affect and influence our lives. My name is Josh, and my co-host is Joe. Hello, Josh. Also with us is our producer, Steve. Hey, guys. Being that this is our first episode, uh, we're going to do a lot of talking about ourselves, uh, kind of set the uh, you know platter for everyone and um, give you a sense of who we are and what our parenting situation is, as well as our taste in music. But first, I just wanted to take a moment to explain why we're doing this podcast. Being a dad can be hard and time consuming. And for many of us, you know, finding the time to do the things that we're passionate about can be a struggle. Uh, for Joe and I, that happens to be listening to, discussing, and playing music. So in each episode, we're going to talk about what our lives are like as dads, what we've learned while we're being a dad, what music we're currently listening to, what our kids are listening to, and, and thus forcing us to listen to, um, and how our musical lives have been affected by being a devoted parent. And though we're going to be you know, looking at things from the perspective of being a dad, we hope that uh, all parents and non-parents enjoy the show. first episode, we think it'd be a good idea to get to know your hosts. So Joe, why don't you tell us about yourself? Sure. So I'm a lifelong rock and roll fanatic. Started off in the early 80s. I was a little boy and I got really into early MTV, like Duran Duran, The Clash, Billy Idol, all those classic early MTV videos really got me into music. I'm a drummer. I've been playing drums since the early 90s. I continue to play today in my band Tall Days. We still play in the New Jersey, New York City area. We released a new album in the fall called No Disguise. I'm an avid concert goer as much as, you know, a parent can be these days. And I just love discovering new music. Uh, my thing is, you know, trying to find the next great new band, the great new song, always listening to Spotify, always on Instagram, trying to find bands and labels, listening to stations like WFMU. I also host a rock and roll radio show on WMSC, which is a radio station on the campus of Montclair State University here in New Jersey. That is basically my outlet. And I'm always trying to turn people on to new music. Uh, Josh and Steve can definitely verify that, you know, who's always texting, emailing, everything, trying to send people new music. Um, And as a parent, I have two children. I have a son who's 12 and a daughter who is eight. And uh, this podcast is definitely going to get into my daily uh, somewhat struggles, sometimes success of showing them new music and and the music that they show me and vice versa. So I can't wait to uh, dive into that. I'm Josh. I've been around music my entire life. My dad played music. Uh, Both my parents are avid music fans. I've been playing music since I was five. I started playing piano at five, dropped it by eighth grade, but um, I've been a drummer since I was nine and I've been in bands of all kinds since I was 11. I currently play in a cover band. We're called uh, Part-Time Bodyguards. I've also been in a couple of original bands in the New Jersey, you know, New York City area. Uh, one is the the Cheap Moves and uh, the other Zanzibar Scuff was in a band out in Kansas while I was in grad school called New Inhabitants. You know, in terms of my listening preferences, it's all over the place probably a little more uh, wide ranging than Joe's. Like Joe, I'm a big concert goer, but I would say since my son was born, that has really tapered off and uh, I've had to pick 
which shows I'm going to and, and all that, you know, added that I'm a public school teacher doesn't help my my time schedule and everything. Music is definitely one of my passions, probably one of my main passions. And uh, I love collecting music, love diving deep into different artists and learning their history and finding new artists to get really into. But unlike Joe, who definitely has a little bit more open mind and Steve, who has probably the most open mind of anyone I know in regards to music, I have a little bit of a weird snobbish taste and I, I get a little bit, uh, I'm a little more... Uh, I would say, you know, as, as you know, we're all big music fans. We all have very, you know, not stubborn taste, but you know, we're all we all stick to our guns to what we'll we get like. our lanes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we all, you know. I think I th- I'm more picky. That there we go. That that's the word that my brain yeah. was not allowing you. I'm I'm super picky about it, yeah. but we'll kind of get into uh, a little bit of that. Why that is a little bit later. I'm a father of a 20 month old. My wife and I are currently working from home, and we are also working to keep our 20 month old busy at all times. I'm hoping that we're gonna have some great discussions. I've already learned a lot from Joe for the last like 20 years or so. We'll hopefully learn a lot from each other, both musically and uh, about you know being a parent. So Steve, our producer. Steve, what can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, yeah, you know, my life and my daytime life have kind of intermingled in the last few years where I was always trying to work in the music industry as a video producer. And then the lanes kind of shifted in my career and I kind of got aligned with a couple podcast companies. So podcaster by day, video producer by day, by night, also following music inherently crazily, passionately, and also looking to do more podcasting. Just been blessed to, to still be employed, actually, during this current situation. But growing up, my parents were just like probably both of you. There was always music playing in the house. There was either a turntable or a tape deck, eventually a CD player. And my father um, and my mother both had really eclectic tastes that kind of came on to me. Very open-minded. My mom would definitely veer towards more like the show tunes and the more pop, but also folk, whereas my dad would like the heavier stuff, the more out there stuff. But yeah, today, just um, a huge listener to new music like Joe, constantly listening to either something new or something old in my vinyl collection or new on Spotify, always trying to find the next new band, always trying to turn people on to stuff, fellow uh, friends and dads. I'm equally as excited to talk more about why we listen to what we listen to, why dads are very passionate about music in general. I think, you know, this is a great segue that, you know, Steve talking about what his parents were listening to, because today we're really going to be talking about kind of like we feel it's a great introduction to not only getting to know us a little bit better, but just the idea of being a parent who loves music and is passionate about music and how we can or we try to influence our children and whether that goes well or not. And personally, I think one of the most interesting aspects of being a parent is reflecting on how my musical taste was influenced by my parents and how, you know, again, like I was saying, how my musical taste will influence my son or any, you know, any other future children I have. It was one of the the most exciting things to think about when I thought about being a parent before yeah, my son was sure. born. It's yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait to tell my, you know, get my kids so, <laughs> you know, into They're this. They're going to love everything. That yeah, I love. Exactly. Yes. Um, Doesn't but happen. I think, I think the problem for me, <laughs> though, you know, maybe I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm a little bit 
you know, weird in that I really idolized my father and like he was a major influence on my musical taste. And like I almost took what he said as gospel, whereas like a lot of kids would just even today, a lot of, you know, kids, they, they'll they'll listen to a little bit what their, their parents listen to. But they'll basically say, yeah. oh, you're just listening to a whole bunch of oldies. Like I'll be exactly, I'll throw yeah. something, you know, I, in my class, my students will be like, that's from the 90s. That's so old. And I'm just like, what? It's like, <laughs> you know, but. But just to get back to this, Joe may have heard some of these stories because Joe knew my dad. Uh, my dad passed away in 2003. And Joe knew that my dad was a big music buff and, you know, loved everything about music and played music and everything. Just yeah. to go through, you know, how my dad influenced me. One of the greatest examples of how I really took whatever he said to heart was that my dad, who was, you know, a hippie, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, it was a child of the 60s, grew up listening to amazing music, was the one who turned me on to the Beatles, the Stones, Hendrix, you know, Zappa, uh, a whole, you know, slew of others. And anytime I heard a song, he would just go out and like help me buy, you know, music. One of the, the strangest things looking back is how much he disliked Led Zeppelin. Wow. And, and yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah, that's before. crazy. We have to definitely get I into mean, that. This was like something. And you know, I took to heart. My dad was, he had this thought process and I kind of take to it still a little bit is that if the band sounds great on the album, but is terrible live, they're not worth listening to. He was a big fan. He told me of Zeppelin's first album. And I think Mm -hmm. their second album, the story that I remember that he told me was that (laughs) he went to see Led Zeppelin probably at Madison Square Garden, I think, on the tour of their second album. And he said they sounded so bad, so bad that he walked out. Now, this is a guy who played in bands, who saw like Cream on like their first tour at the Fillmore East. He saw, he told me a story about how he saw Sly and the Family Stone at the Fillmore and that they were dancing out into the streets and stuff because they got kicked (laughs) off the stage because they played too long. It's crazy how my, you know, idolization of my father affected my musical taste in that I loathed Led Zeppelin. Not like I didn't hate all their songs, but huh. like he would you turn had something o- against them. He you had, would yeah. you had something in you I, that were like, yeah, it's a shame because yeah. when I got to college, but this is before he passed away too. When I got to college, I started listening to them more and more. And the album that actually got me listening to them was the Black Crows and Jimmy Page mm-hmm. live at cool. the Greek. And yeah, you guys will find album. out we're all three of us are huge Black Crows fans. And yep. that yeah. album actually got me more into Led Zeppelin. And I kind of questioned my father a little bit about what, you know, his taste and <laughs> it kind of, put me back and and, and I look you. back and I'm like, oh, it sucks so yeah. much that, you know, that that happened. But, you know, yeah. it's crazy to think about that. But then again, and on the flip side, he was a massive influence on just how much different music I loved. Like he bought a compilation of New Orleans music. He got into this phase where he was like big into New Orleans music, like Zydeco and just, you know, all that Mardi Gras type stuff. And he bought this compilation that I still love listening to. And those songs that are on that compilation were just like ingrained in my head. He also was the one who got me into jazz, which, you know, I'm a huge huge. fan of. He bought this uh, compilation of Motown singles, like 
this four CD box set that like oh, yeah. was the thing that basically made me love R&B oh, yeah. and soul and funk. I think for me, like looking back, I was always so excited about everything that my father showed me. Like he just, he seemed to know so much and he, his friends knew so much. It's just amazing sometimes about how much, you know, my parents at least influenced me. My mom less so though. She, you know, she was a, she was into like folk and she's not a, as big musician, but her love of Paul Simon and, and, and great, the Graceland album was another big thing that kind of influenced oh, me. Okay. Great album. Yeah. Joe, I think for you, you know, you being you know a parent of at least 12 years i feel like you have a lot more to to think about in this i mean were your parents like as big of influence on you in your your musical taste yeah so they they were they were not like your your father in that you know your your dad definitely was like way more active into music i would say not even just playing but yeah. you, you know just from your stories you're saying like way more into you know discovering music and yeah getting a new orleans mix and stuff like my parents were just also children of the 60s big into classic rock so yeah they were major influence on me like their big stuff was you know early when I was a kid in that early MTV era like 82 83 they would have a lot of people over in the basement and have parties Hmm. And my earliest memories, I would hear the music from the basement. My bedroom was right above them. And so they would be playing Dark Side of the Moon, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, <laughs> a lot of Queen, Billy Joel, that kind of stuff. And then in like the mid 80s when I was like, and then I got to sports a lot and I sort of di- didn't listen to music until again about fifth, sixth grade, 88, 89. And that's when my parents got a CD player and all like the baby boomers got CD players. <laughs> and what did they do? They got their, cause they, they weren't playing vinyl after like 1982 or something. I don't know. They just like yeah. didn't really mm. play anything. Then all of a sudden they got CDs and that's when I really got reintroduced to Dark Side of the Moon, Bad Out of Hell, Queen's Greatest Hits, Billy Joel albums, The Who. And it was funny when I put on Dark Side of the Moon, it was like a memory that was in the back of my brain. Yeah. yeah. Those songs, I'm like, oh, I'm, I know this. How do I know this? And, it, and I was like, oh yeah, that music that was coming from the basement yeah. was like seeping up into my brain, like through the floor. <laughs> and then I got really into Every day after school, I would just come home and put these CDs on. And those are my first favorite albums, especially that Queen Greatest Hits was like a really major influence. And my mom plays music. She's a you know piano player. And so we were talking about music more and she would keep up a little bit what was going on. She still kind of does. I'm always telling her stuff that she should be listening to and things like that. But in the 90s, when I started playing drums, we would play together. She would play piano and I would play drums. Hmm. Like the St. Billy Joel, the Eagles, um, the Police, Queen. I was always very into like the that baby boomer culture, that classic rock world. I don't know what, what was in me that I always wanted. I always wanted to seek out and like, I feel like I wanted to know everything like that they knew. Yeah. But then also, in addition to my parents, though, I have two older sisters that are 10 and 13 years older than me. And they introduced me to punk rock, hmm. in which awesome. I'm very into the Clash, especially Sex Pistols, Ramones, like, you know, the basics yep. they need to get into. And even Guns N' Roses, they were huge into when they first came out. So I feel like between my parents and the classic rock side and my sisters, like the punk rock side of it, that's basically what I'm really into is like a mix of that. You know, yeah. I'll quote Mark Marin when he said, you know, anytime he interviews someone that you know about music, he's like, oh, you had one of those. You know, you had a sibling who was yes, older than you. That. I didn't yeah, have yeah. that. I'm the oldest, and really the only other person other than my father who would have had even the slightest bit of uh, influence on my taste in music 
is my cousin Graham, who's in tall days with Joe, who's uh, two years older than me. And, okay. you know, he got me into like, he made me a mixtape of like Pearl Jam. And, you know, he was the one who Chili actually- peppers. Uh, no, I, I honestly, no. he did not. No, the Chili Peppers was not a big mm. thing for me. He got me into like Weird Al. He was the one who who got us all into Weird Al. <laughs> which, hey, he's a gateway to music too. Like Weird Al is, yes. a, you know, yeah. great gateway to music too. It's weird because I didn't have like really any other external forces, and I feel like my musical taste and the fact that I started getting really, really snobby about what I liked and what I didn't like, almost things that were like super popular, I, I thought were terrible. Like almost yeah. like if if a lot of people like them, then it's not good. I don't. I don't know if that came from like just me being me or my dad a little bit, but it's just interesting to think about like how I didn't have many people to look up to in terms of music. You guys know WBGO, the jazz station in, in Newark? Yeah. And the jazz club trumpets in Montclair, they used to have way back in the 90s, they used to have yes. like mm -hmm. Sunday morning or Saturday morning like jazz for kids programs. And he would cool. just drag me over there yeah. and like just have <laughs> me sit down in front and the, these jazz combos were just playing music. And I was eating it up. My brother, who's two and a half years younger than me, he took in all this stuff too. But he almost, while he liked all that music, he just seemed to go a whole different direction. You know, Joe and Steve both know, know my brother and I, and they know that yeah. how different we are as people. Um, yeah. and they, we are literally like polar opposites in so many ways. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just crazy how, you know, yeah, some people just different. take certain things to heart and some people don't. Joe, like, do you find yourself trying to force your kids to listen to what you like? I mean, and and like, do they respond to it? Or sure, is all it... the time. Yes. So ever since my son was born, when he was little, mm -hmm. I guess maybe not as much because yeah. I don't think I even had like a wireless speaker. I would say a greatest gift is a, is a wireless Bluetooth speaker because before that, I really didn't. We lived in a small condo. He was a baby. I wasn't playing. I don't know. I wasn't playing as much music like around the house as much, but... Right. You don't have to pop a CD or a tape or a, a lot record. More, so yeah. You just you have to pick something out. A little bit more. It was yeah. just easier. So yeah, I'm always trying to force him, you know, my music. Um, when he was around, I would say three or four, he liked, he liked the Beatles. He liked certain like classic rock songs. So he liked Paint It Black, which he still does. There's a couple other ones like The Kinks, You Really Got Me, you know, like some basic ones he just stuck, <laughs> stuck to. And then, you know, again, now he's 12. So lately he hasn't really been into almost anything. Is that out that of spite, Joe? Showing him. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Well, now I would say in the last few years, he's gotten into more rap and stuff like that. Now, my daughter, it's funny because she was listening to just pop on the radio. Yeah. And it's funny listening to pop. I wasn't listening for a long time to like Z100 and stuff like that. Well, because alternate, alternate Popular music right. was, then, like, yeah. The whole 90s, it was all really didn't, or like late 90s, mid 90s, they actually played rock. So I guess I, I was listening to Z100. People forget like Nine Inch Nails was on Z100, you know, it seems inconceivable. But <laughs> then when we're in the car and, you know, you can't, how, how much can you play of sort of your, you know, crazy like garage punk rock, you know, music. You're like, all right, I'll put on D100. And then I actually got into a lot of the pop music. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know, like, I didn't really know this person's yeah. songs. I kind of knew of them, but I'm like, I never really listened to them. And then I learned a lot of the current pop music over the last like 10 years, especially. And some of it was, was okay. You know, it wasn't all terrible. 
But uh, one song that actually uh, my son liked is funny. It was this song Certainty by the band uh, Temples. So like a British band. This is random, but it just came on my like Spotify playlist and became one of our go-to songs that we would listen to over and over again. Just recently, in the last few weeks, I found my old iPod and I gave it to her. Oh, I said, nuts. this might be good. Let me see. Maybe she'll just give it to her and say, yeah, check this out. Here's the headphones. Whatever's on there. There's like 5,000 songs. So she was listening, for, <laughs> riding her bike, and then she would stop every few, you know, so often and go, I like this song. I go, oh, what is it? What is it? Yeah, Maybe like yeah. these old reggae songs, these like island mm. reggae mix, like Desmond Decker and like stuff like that, which I, which I really like is like that oh. old reggae stuff, Trojan Records, mm, like awesome. stuff. And so she liked that. Uh-huh. She likes um, like Surfer Blood. It was on my iPod, um, Amy Winehouse. She's like, I like this. Song. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play a lot of Amy Winehouse. Sure. So it's funny, which, which, but she's starting to get it. Even when I play some of my vinyl, I don't have a huge collection, but here and there, like she likes the Ty Siegel album that I was playing. There's like yeah. a couple of things that she does remember. And even if they won't admit it, like all the time, you see them sometimes singing along <laughs> or like they'll, they'll know the song if I'm playing it enough. Trial and error, being like a DJ, like I kind of, you know, I try to read the room. I'm not going to like play some like really crazy stuff got to be like palatable and like trying to ease the, ease them into it so the Beatles were a big thing though yeah they all they, they know the whole entire Beatles like catalog your wife does she have I mean she likes rock music you she know does, but, yeah. she, but she's not into the same stuff you are like or in this in the same way right no same thing it's like it's like trial <laughs> and error the whole time I'm like we're in the car I'm like gently <laughs> trying to like expose her to like you know the yeah, Ty Siegel or like things but again not like I know I know stuff that's too abrasive she won't generally like um, but some stuff she likes. And same, it's she, like the same thing. It's like I'm constantly like DJing for like my yeah. family members, I feel like. Yeah. Does she have an influence though on your kids? Like do, is her taste in music anything? Yeah, good point. Um, That's a good question. Well, I've gotten into a lot of Latin rock bands through her over the years. We've gone to like a dozen Latin rock concerts. Right. Yeah. And some of them I really know well. I mean, I've been listening to some of them for now, yeah, the last like 12 to 15 years. A lot of the Spanish concerts, even the rock ones, it's a different level of like enthusiasm and emotion. A lot of times I'm like, I wish a little bit of this was in some of the bands that I like, like crowds. <laughs> I don't like crowds that are just like standing there, arms crossed, like, okay, it's pretty <laughs> good. You know, it's like, you want to like really feel it. And we saw this band Cafe Tacuba from Mexico who are really big. They've, they've played on like Lollapalooza and a lot of big American festivals. People go crazy. Yeah. People are going like really yeah. crazy, like in a fun way. It's like a big party. So some of that music, yeah, that they 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 know those songs too, like some of the big like Latin hits. Have they been to a lot of concerts, Joe? So I brought uh, my son to his first concert about two years ago, Paul McCartney Amazing. at the Prudential Perfect. Center. Again, he was really into the Beatles. We were always playing Beatles in the house. Me and my wife, we worked on a, a film many yep. moons ago documenting Paul McCartney's tour. So we have a real connection to Sir Paul and we thought this was a good way to, to get him in and it was good. We kind of had bad seats. We were all in the back. He was, I would say nine at the time, nine or maybe 10. So it was a little overwhelming, I think, just being like a huge arena with that many yeah, people. That's tough. And I think it took a little while to be like, that is the guy. Like, you know, those pictures you see on YouTube, that's him. It's He's, he's here, you know? So <laughs> kind of amazing because you see these old videos from over 50 years ago. My daughter, actually, I brought her to her first concert last summer. One of the bands that she really got into that was on my, you know, Spotify, like new music list was Churches. Okay. And uh, they had an album like a year and a half ago. And I really liked their album. It's very poppy, but like, you know, has that Churches kind of indie, again, like a good bridge kind of band, I thought for her, because she kind of likes that style and 
we really liked that album and I surprised her with tickets and we went to Radio City Music Hall. Another and, big uh, venue. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, too. And that was, again, not as big as like Prudential, but she fell asleep at towards the end because they, they had a technical issue coming out. So I was like, oh man, she's only seven. Eight. Oh, I don't know if she really ate. She watched like the first at least half hour, 40 minutes, and then she was out mm. after that. Yeah. So um that was like my uh intro to, to concerts with I'm hoping to take them well now, you know, with everything right. going on, there probably won't be anything, but I think it's difficult for kids unless they know it's just like anybody. If you if you know the entire catalog of a band or you're like super open-minded about what you're about to see, it can be hard to enjoy a show, especially if you're in an arena like Prudential Center or even if you're all mm-hmm. the way back in Radio City and you can't see them that well. Yeah. My first concert, first major concert, like I, I saw Raffi a couple times when I was younger and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, and my mom awesome. would take us to like some folk concerts and stuff. And I wanted to go to this because I, I remember my dad always talking about going to see them was seeing Santana uh, with Ooh. Jeff Beck opening right you know oh, wow. you, you, Damn. N- like us now in our amazing. You know, <laughs> us now would be like oh my god this is the most amazing thing the problem was <laughs> is that like I knew some Santana but I think at the time I like knew, especially like the Soul Sacrifice from like Woodstock and stuff like right, that sure. this was 1995 yeah, Jeff Beck came out and like looking back, I'm kind of mad I saw him so young because like yeah. Terry Bazio was playing mm-hmm. drums and he's a, he's a monster. And I distinctly remember it was him because of the way his cymbals were and everything like, and his set was gigantic. Yeah, was, but like yep. I couldn't tell you what the hell Jeff Beck was playing because he wasn't singing. And like I didn't know his stuff at the time. And like it was cool. Uh, I couldn't get into it. And even like Santana, you know, there was a couple of songs like they, I think like Oya Como Va, they played in the middle of the set and Jingo and stuff like that. A lot of the stuff he was playing was like his early 90s late 80s like uh, really yeah, no you know stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly like yeah you know it was when cool. you started to talk to metatron a lot more yeah. <laughs> um so like it was cool but like i couldn't get into it and sure. the next couple of concerts that i went to i think the, the next really big one was was when i saw dave matthews band like mm-hmm. MSG when I was uh, 13 it was like a bar mitzvah present and like I was totally into that because I knew all the stuff and it was a lot more enjoyable for me to go see them I think getting your kids to go it's almost better to bring them to like you were saying like these free small shows where you're not like investing a lot of time and money unless they you know love everything about them it's like a you know a teeny bopper group where all they listen to are like you know I have students who are like obsessed with K-pop groups and it's just like that kind of thing where you know everything about them and it's mm-hmm. it's like you know exactly what you're expecting from the show it's like churches like they came out their first song was like our favorite song get out mm-hmm. boom right away like right off the top great like that was like almost worth it like because we used to sing this song like all the time right. i was like cool that was what i wanted like to look over see her smiling sing along it was like that's kind of what i paid for it's like that one right. moment of like <laughs> great it was like 80 dollars. it was like a lot it was yeah. you know but it was cool yeah, hopefully there's more music. And I can see she's she's gonna definitely, you know, be into more stuff. And I think he will too. Just absorb I think they'll they'll absorb it. I mean, they also know I was gonna mention Queen, who really got me into music in, you know, like the late eighties. Again, when my parents got the C D, I was like obsessed with Queen. This is pre Wayne's World, I have to yeah. note. Awesome. Because <laughs> my story Same. that I like to I, tell. I was raised with Queen. I didn't need Wayne's that, World to make me yeah, like them. And my, I was like really into them. And it was no, they weren't, you know, being played on MTV. So like I had no, like I barely saw any like videos of them. They used to show like a video of like one of those um, infomercials, like Queen, you know, buy right. the Queen album. And it'd be these like, 
brief five second like clips like oh there he is he's moving like, you know the queen movie came out we went to see it we saw it we loved it they know like the entire queen catalog as well that was kind of cool because so that was like the go band that got me into it you're not going to take him to see Adam Lambert with Queen? Um, Ooh, that's a good I, I call. Say, I was thinking about um, it. It was funny because a, a coworker of mine last year, this guy is like 50, and he is really into music. Now, he got his two boys who are also like 10, like 9, 10 around. They're like really into what he's into, which is like late 70s, early 80s, like new wave yeah. stuff. Blondie, Talking Heads, Bowie. He would show me pictures of the room. It'd be like all these records on the wall. And I was real jealous. He'd show me all the time. <laughs> That's great. It was almost too much though. It was like, are your kids, <laughs> your kids new? Anything new? And he's like, not really. It was like a little too weird. It's like, right. like what nine-year-old is like, hey, do you know the new Blondie? Like, it's like weird. Like you're going to third grade. The Pretenders like, just came out with a single. <laughs> it's like, you got to have a balance. So, um, but the Queen thing was definitely cool that that was the band that really broke through. Broke through a couple of songs though that like my son showed me that became like big songs in our house were like Drake, Scott's plan Interesting was a big thing. We play that a lot of like parties and like, it's a good song. He loves him and his friends love Travis Scott's sicko mode. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I mean, I, I know I, the name, but yeah. yeah, I'm not so Travis familiar. Scott's like huge. And there's actually a documentary on him. I think on Netflix or yeah. Amazon. I think it was Netflix. And he's bigger than I even, I thought like watching mm-hmm. this, people were going, you want to see crazy like crowd shots, mm-hmm. almost like Eddie Vedder, like 1991. He's like jumping off these high things and crazy. people are moshing. He opened my eyes to a lot of stuff like that, like that, you know, that stuff that him, his friends are listening to. And then of course, just like TikTok and that whole world. And oh my God. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of songs will come on like a commercial and my daughter would be like, oh, I know that song. I'm like, how do you know that? She's like, oh, it's a, it's a TikTok thing. It's always like a, it's always like a TikTok <laughs> thing. Like it could be any song. It could be yeah. like a ragtime song. It could be like wow. just whatever. And then people turn into like a, a dance or something. You know, you're talking about all these artists and like, you know, I'm honestly, I the only reason I would know anything that's remotely popular is through what my students are listening to. And I was kind of just thinking back about my father even, you know, you're talking about being brought up with like Billy Joel and Queen and all that stuff. And my dad in the 70s and 80s, he was listening to like jazz and he got into like new age music even at one point and he was getting into more like folky yeah. kind of stuff. So he wasn't and listening to like the so, hits of yeah, the day. Yeah. And so like <laughs> for me, I had to like hear that stuff either on classic rock or like through friends like as I got older. And I'm thinking like right now, like I'm going to have this major gap because if my son gets into music and he's going to be like, hey, dad, did you, you know, did you ever <laughs> listen to, you know, Drake? And I'm like, I-, I knew who he was. I can't, you know, name anything, you know, that he put out like or anything or even dad, you know, Billie Eilish was huge in like, you know, 2019. Yeah. Like, do you know, anything? it's like, no. No, I, I don't. And yeah, um, I was going to mention her too. That was yeah. the one I forgot. But that was the one that a lot of parents, I would say across the world, definitely in the country, have the same story. Like two years ago, all these kids knew about Billie Eilish. Yeah. They all knew her. She was not mainstream at all. And she started showing me these videos. I'm like, who is this? Because it was music's pretty different. It's very like, minimal. It's almost- it's she's like whispering. Lord almost. It's like Lord. Like she's very similar to Lord, yeah. But it's like she's like whispering like this. That's like, Lord. what is this? Like, what? This has, you know, 8 billion views. So then, <laughs> you know, it took a while. I didn't get it at all at first. And then it grew on me, especially, you know, bad guys, like the big one. And I, I like it. And um, there's actually, I like a lot of covers of, of that song even more. But it's funny. Now she's enormous. They haven't mentioned her in like six months. Wow. So I'm in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if she's like peaked. Too big I mean, for she that. got so huge. I mean, she, last year, she, 
between like 18 and 19, I would say she was like just ick. She was the most like blowing up artist. I mean, it was crazy. And she's only like 15, 16 yeah. years old now, 16. So yeah. interesting to see where she will, you know, go. I think that's interesting in that, you know, you're talking about how these parents got into Billy Eilish through their, their kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you find yourself getting into anything that they're listening to? I know you told us the other day or when we were just, you know, just talking like how like your son will come in and just show you stuff like on his phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But do they force anything on you or, you know, are they do they try to get you into stuff or they you just kind of hear what they're playing or they ask you to put something on and you kind of like get into it or you don't? Not really with music, but with other things, you know, YouTube and stuff. They, gotcha. they want me to like watch certain genres of videos more like him with video games for sure <laughs> call of yeah. duty fortnite i mean fortnite is it fortnite's you know like the <laughs> biggest the thing, thing. In, when i tell you, it's bigger than whatever you can imagine it's bigger than it's minecraft yeah. bigger yeah wow. and right now it's, it's bigger yeah. than minecraft now, if now. We, you know i think and Travis Scott just did a thing. He showed me live. It was actually pretty amazing. It actually was trending. Oh, like a live concert thing I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, he was watching live. So he showed me and I was like, whoa, this is pretty like, I'm crazy. Is so he an avatar Fortnite, in the game itself? And then he's singing? Yeah. Is that He like came out of this like planet I onto the this. world. This like giant version of himself. And he does like sicko mode and everyone's just like flying in the air like around him <laughs> and he explodes into like particles wow That's crazy. it's a crazy like uh tie-in to the game and to yeah. promote himself and stuff so yeah more with that they forced me to watch all that stuff That's cool, like though. tiktok gotcha. stuff yeah yeah and i was telling josh like just some really amazing <laughs> things on there you're like what like it takes you a minute to even like wrap your head around because you don't even know if they're going to show you they're just like stick a screen in front of your <laughs> face while you're like cleaning or something and it's like here's a magic thing you're like what like what, what is this this 13 year old kid did this like wow yeah i want to yeah. see more of that you know so there's, there's a lot of that not really with music as much i ask because i mean for me again you know i was kind of a weirdo but i would always try to play the music i was into for my dad like and hoping that he yeah, would yeah. like it and i would too did he like anything that you ever played like new oh yeah he stuff? definitely like, he definitely liked a lot of the stuff that i, I was into stuff, yeah. that's cool not the the rock stuff. Were you into Squirrel Nut Zippers and those kind of bands, Josh? I was. I was. Okay. So I, I mean, my I was That's such a stuff, weirdo. But... Like when I was in late elementary school, let's say from sixth grade to eighth grade, right? Like middle school years. Mm-hmm. My top bands that were of the day were Toad the Wet Sprocket, Dave Matthews Band, Rusted Root, yep. Squirrel Nut Zippers. And then eventually Ben Folds 5, which became like my top band of that time. Like Joe said, you know how he was into Queen pre-Wayne's World. I was into Ben Folds 5 pre-Brick. Ooh, So I got into them like about half a year before Brick came out. This kind of goes back to the concert idea and the shows is that my dad was always willing to take us to shows. And he would sit there with us and enjoy most of them. And he took me to Rusted Root. He probably liked Rusted Root then. He did. I could enjoy them. And Dave. Matthews. He probably liked Dave Matthews. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> he he wasn't like he wasn't going out buying the stuff, but like it no, wasn't he, like he would, he he would turn it, it off. Probably. Yeah. There was one concert. This is, a, this is a crazy, crazy night. He took us to go see Beck with Ben Folds 5 and Elliot Smith was the, the opener wow. opener in uh, Jones Beach. And oh, it was nice. a school night. And I had this major like science lab the next day, which I did not study for. <laughs> we went out and he liked Ben Folds 5 enough and he was into kind of into Beck because cool. I was not that much into Beck. My brother was though. The problem was is that it was kind of like a missed all night and Beck came on like an hour and a half late. And so we missed half of Beck's set 
or more than that because it's like a you know an hour and a half two hour yeah. drive and my dad has to drop off like five friends and stuff like that <laughs> oh, so man. um Dad, and, go. And, and like on my way back, I'm like studying for this science, th- you know, thing. I'm going to try to be like that and be open, you know, with my son, unless it's like he's going to crazy hardcore shows or like weird. Or if he gets into mumble know, rap. Yeah. Well, I, I'll still try to go and get into it. But yeah. like, Joe, do you think that you're going to be like one of those parents that's going to not go there just to make sure that they're safe or whatever like that, but to support them in their taste of music and, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, definitely. I, I want to encourage them to, you know, like it, like everything and, you know, don't go down one lane. I mean, I wish I went to more shows when I was a kid. I My first concert was Aerosmith, Continental Airlines Arena with my mom and my friend and his dad. It was cool. My mom was really into Aerosmith. She knew all the, this was a Get a Grip tour. Wow. So, and she really knew it. She knew Crying and, you know, those songs. Again, one thing I thought about was like that era though, I was so into classic rock and the, you know, the grunge era was really like a child of classic rock. I mean, it was these bands right. you can very relate to. Pearl Jam was basically a classic rock band. Like a lot of those bands were still big. ACDC was still huge. They were still relevant. Van Halen was still relevant. And then even the other bands, you know, Nirvana, it was like the same basic style. Yep. And it was a lot of this more palatable songs. Again, my mom knew and like, okay, like Guns N' Roses, of course, were like, you know, just a new version of Aerosmith. Then now it's way different because you have music that you're like, here's Billie Eilish. Here's this girl whispering. <laughs> it's like a whole other like genre. Like, well, I think, crazy. I mean, you, but it's also, I think nowadays you have so much music out there yeah. and it's just like anyone can put something out there and it's going to get picked up by somebody like somehow. Whereas when we were growing up, it was pretty much the major labels were basically telling you what you were going to hear and what you weren't going to hear. So, you know, a lot of the underground stuff and a lot of the indie stuff wasn't out there for us, you know, growing up unless like we had family members or friends who were like into the college rock and stuff like that. You know, yep. I, you know, you, you look you at someone like MTV though in the nineties or no, no, I definitely did. I, I, 90s, I, you know, yeah. that's how I, I discovered a lot. Like yeah. I discovered Ben Folds five watching MTV. Like I discovered, you know, I got yeah. into Toad the Wet Sprocket because of MTV. Source. That was the main source. Actually that. I would say that radio and MTV both for me. Yeah. And radio. Yeah. Interestingly enough, now that they're, even though they're totally not like this anymore, WDHA out in uh, Dover or whatever, Cedar Knolls, New Jersey, had like a fairly major influence on my musical. Yeah, me too in the late 90s. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they had, they played like in- a lot of like different stuff than they do. It was not like a hard, they're more hard rock station. It was like, it was almost like a, a semi not free form but it was definitely like hmm. they played small time bands there was this one band that I was totally into called Sweet Vine they kind of played that kind of stuff I mean radio definitely played a part and MTV definitely played a part but I feel like today these kids just like there's just too much oh, yeah. and you know it's almost like TikTok and you know Instagram and all that kind of stuff is like the MTV of, of us now and you know Z100 still there there's the <laughs> hip making station still yep. there and you have commercial even. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the artists, though, are going to have a lot shorter lifespan because everything is just coming and going so quickly. A lot more noise. You know, they're going to like boom and bust. Like, think about Old Town Road, right? Mm-hmm. Like that song. I mean, did you, did your kids like that song, Joe? <laughs> that, that's or? another example of sure. They they were all over it first. Yeah. It started as like something. I think I remember the day 
my son came home from school and like started doing this dance. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, there's this country song. I was like, what? It was like when it first came out because that's how things, you know, breaks with the kids and yeah. they spread the word. And yeah. yeah, Old Town Road was all over the place. It's the biggest, actually is the most views, right? In history. Or yeah, something like that. It's like uh, a billion or something one. like that. But do your kids yeah. like actively follow that artist now? <laughs> Little Nas X no, or whatever? No, of course not. Yeah. No. Or, or if, if you play that song, like if I played that song in- Novelty. In, it's like, yeah, it's like, an, it becomes like, yeah, I feel like now, like, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but like, again, I don't really listen to a lot of popular music these days, but I feel like the lifespan of, of popular artists is a lot less. Like, it's going to be like the idea of the one hit wonder, except to the nth degree. Things are coming out so fast, so quickly. And unless you have that staying power and you have the ability to really make your mark on people, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's but hard. I, mean, that's, I think one way, the only advantage they have today is like you can, you know, find your lane and you can kind of reach out to your fans, you know, easier obviously now than like the 90s. I think a lot of bands probably were prisoners of like labels and all that. You always hear these horror stories like, you know, we, we got signed and then uh, the, you know, the, the A&R guy got fired who like supported us. And then right. the next guy came and like mm-hmm. the label did nothing to promote us and our album went to like the abyss and then that was it. So at least now you have like a little, you know, like find your little crowd. Someone like Billie Eilish, obviously, you know, is very talented and she's winning Grammys. I mean, she's in a different story. I, oh, I mean, the cream is always going to, the cream is always going to come to the top, yeah. right? It's always going to rise to the top. But think about someone like Lord, right? That first album like exploded. Yeah. And blew I love everyone's that mind. And her second album wasn't anything terrible either. It was, it was really good. Yeah. But nobody talks about her anymore. Mm-hmm. Like nobody talks about True. her. It's almost like her. And I feel like I didn't get on the bandwagon with her because again I have this thing of like oh it's just it's like you know whatever <laughs> popular. it's popular that's yeah. a running theme great. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Running theme. and yeah but when I like sat down and listened to her album I was like this is really good yeah, me like too. this I was is like, wow. really really good like this yeah. young lady is like really talented nowadays it's like the kids are just being bombarded with media and all all this stuff and unless you have a devoted fan base and like a really devoted fan base that's like really into you it's going to be hard you know you're talking about finding you know a niche like a band like Wolfpack unless you know them you don't know who they are because they're totally DIY they don't have yeah. a record label they don't have management they don't do anything they tour But last year, Steve and I saw them at Madison Square Garden. They sold out Madison Square Garden. The year before, they did a two-night run at King's Theater. Steve and I went to one of the shows there. And it's like, this is a band like, you know, granted, it's New York. It's eclectic. You know, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of people. It's a word of mouth band too, you know. Yeah. It's a total word of mouth band. And- they can make a living off this because they have that lane, which is is great, you know. But for a lot of these pop artists who just explode and they get to this level, I feel like it's going to be hard for them to really have an mm-hmm. impactful career. But then again, we may not never know how good their career is because we just aren't following it. Yep. Yeah. So true. Oh yeah. And as I, again, as I know through my kids, there's stuff that all of us have no idea about, and then they show me how big these things are, and you're like, <laughs> what? These are these things are way bigger than. This. The things that I follow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Joe, you and I will be on like gigs sometimes, right? And you'll meet these famous YouTuber Instagram people and you're just like, who are you? Oh, I have yeah. like 8 million followers, <laughs> 8, you know, jillion oh. followers on social media. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
things are he- big, big. And there's like these yeah. pockets of stuff that like, yeah. we don't think this big. And they're like, oh, I mean, even like Lord or people, you're like, oh, she's bigger than like we think. My son, who's, you know, basically a toddler. You know, there's a whole bunch of random children's music artists. And one of them is this guy, Casper Baby Pants, who oh, yeah. is Chris Bello from the President's United States of America. The lead singer of the last like nine or 10 years has been just churning out kids records. <laughs> and they're great. And he has a huge following. That's and you would amazing. have no idea if you didn't have a toddler or a little kid. Yep. You know, it's terrifying to think about, but like, I'm also kind of excited as as my son gets older and to see where his interests are and how he yeah. influences me and my style, unless he just starts following his uncle and like gets into EDM and that's all I can listen to, <laughs> which would... <laughs> the jury's you know. out. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, and like, Joe, uh... you're coming to those big formative years with your son too, yes. like where his taste could change on a whim. On a whim. So, yes. General stuff you could see. I mean, I was kind of similar. Not so fast, but I would change gears. I was into wrestling when I was like really little, and then all of a sudden I wasn't into it. And I was into you know yeah. baseball cards for years, and then I you know, used to fade away from that. Or it's definitely an interesting thing to think about how you want as a parent, you have all these good memories and good feelings about certain music, and then you you know you try to push it on their kids, and you know sometimes they just will just straight up reject you. But you but you have oh, to remember yeah. it's not like a rejection of yourself; it's a rejection of just they may not like it. Like it's like they're their own persons with their own you know what what they like and what they dislike and it's like with you know trying to get your friends to listen to to something and you're like i would think you would love this and they're just like no, this is terrible. Like <laughs> yep. the other day I had to remind them I was all happy. I put on the Bluetooth speaker. We're like cooking or something. Like, check this out. I forget what I put on. But within like two minutes, I turned around. Someone ran up the stairs and shut the door and someone else ran the other way and shut the door. And then I turned around. I was like just by myself. Whoa. Listening to this music. Like, you understand? It was cleared out. It was like the papers were flying in the air, like spinning. That's how fast I cleared the room. So I guess they didn't like it. Oh. So that, those things happen at least too. they're honest, yeah. I guess. They're very blunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're very honest. Yes. <laughs> Something I have to look forward to in, in yeah. the coming years. So I think, you know, before we, we completely end the show, let's uh, give our audience a couple of uh, songs or bands to check out that we've been into lately. Joe, if you have a, I guess, top three songs that you would suggest people check out. Um, yeah, I would definitely check out the new Fiona Apple album. Oh, yes. Vegetable Cutters. Amazing. Definitely. Yes. That, that, all three of us can agree on that one. Jamaica said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. I would have to say uh, Neil Francis. Check out his album Changes. Yep. I actually really love his latest single he just came out with. Check that out. How Great. Have I Lived? Moving the night on a long night out. Can you There's also this band Shadow Show. Again, I stumbled upon on Instagram, one of the many bands I just discovered from Instagram. They're a new uh, garage rock trio from Detroit. They were doing some uh, stuff with Third Man Records. Their album is Silhouettes.
very uh, kind of girl group, you know, 60s mixed with oh, like cool. a garage kind of vibe. Very catchy stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Steve, what about you? I'll definitely mirror what Joe said about Fiona Apple's album. Honestly, it's weird as you listen to an album through the first time through, and then I actually deeply like listen to it today again. And it's just, just a mind-blowing album. Uh, the biggest song that I would pick off of that to give a try would probably be Relay. I'll resent you for being raised right. I'll resent you for being tall. I'll resent you for never getting any opposition at all. I'll resent you for having each other. I'll resent you for being so sure. And then that Black Market Brass band, that album front to back, super phenomenal. Cheat and start a fight. I mean, just start with that. It's the first song in the album. Listen to the whole thing. It's amazing. And then, <laughs> because of the, the recent uh, record store closures, I got a, a shipment of vinyl from somebody in Austin who was just offering a really great deal. If you bought, you know, five albums, you get like 20% off. One of them I bought, Bill Withers Live at Carnegie Hall, which just listen to that whole album front to back. There's just no doubts there. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands. Playing a tambourine so well, whoa. Grandma's hands used to issue out a warning, she'd say. It's an amazing album. It's <laughs> impressive for such a, like, how tight and album sounding they were live, but obviously still were able to be, like, loose enough to blow minds. I don't know. So yeah. that I've just been like, I guess, listening to on repeat. And so for me, um, I haven't really haven't had much time to listen to a whole bunch of albums, but I, I also recommend the Fiona Apple album. That's just, I think everyone who's heard it is in uh, agreement that it's amazing. Yep. Though my wife, who was a big Fiona Apple fan, can't for whatever reason can't get into her more more recent stuff mm. she's she loves the old stuff definitely check out brendan benson's new album dear life he's the other main guy from the raconteurs really solid album i've been really digging the latest single from ben queller called stars s-t-a-r-z really i see stars right in the milky way i see stars wishing that one day they would be ours yeah wishing that one day they it gets back to this little more pop, power pop type stuff, uh, a little more synthy. I think it's a, it's a great tune. And uh, even though they're not rock, the Fearless Flyers just dropped a new song, which is insanely funky. Yep. It's called Nate Smith is the Ace of Aces. And it's kind of a, a remix of a song they put out on their first EP called Ace of Aces.
if you are into R&B, soul, funk, and just love musicianship, yeah. like check this out. They are amazing. Yep. So we, we're going to try to give you guys some some stuff to listen to that we're listening to, you know, every podcast that we do. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to talking more about parenting and music in upcoming episodes. By the way, if you like the show, we'd love for you to subscribe and tell your fellow music-loving dads or moms, or really anyone, to check out the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at DadRocksPod, and also on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or anecdotes for us, or you just want to give us a shout, you can email us at dadrockspod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and remember, dads, you rock.